Hi, and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I think this is our last episode for a little bit because for a bit. Um, yeah. cause Sarah has some um, things to take mm-hmm. care of. I'm gonna gonna birth a child somehow. Wait, what? You're pregnant? <laughs> I still have to Google uh, birth to find out what happens kind of specifically <laughs> in the process. I've been putting that off because um, I haven't really wanted to know. When I was little, I thought they came out, babies came out through the belly button. Like it got really big and the belly and babies came out, um, which Did was they? horrifying to me as someone who thinks belly buttons are horrifying. Um, I mean, the belly button is heavily involved. You know? It is, but um, I don't think it just opens up. It doesn't. It doesn't. But, you know, that's like... That'd be a big surprise for you tomorrow. If they're like, all right, <laughs> no, the belly like, button wait, is uh, this is... many centimeters, so... <laughs> right. Right. Just like, uh, it's like a, you know, swirling hole of your belly. It <laughs> just keeps oh, opening wider and wider. Oh, I hate it so iron. much. I'm so sorry I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, right, umbilical cord, you know, the whole thing. The belly button remains an important, an important factor. It's so disgusting. Um, Mine never popped outwards, which was disappointing thank, to oh, me. Oh God! Thank God. I was. I wouldn't want to hear happen. about it if it did. <laughs> I was hoping it would happen. Horrible. Happen. Hate. I hate belly buttons. Let's yeah, talk so about probably... something else besides <laughs> well, belly buttons. Well, probably gonna take a, a week, couple of weeks off uh, while I do that. But I will surely. Um, I've been told that you spend a lot of time. Um, sitting and trying to calm down a baby, so I will surely be watching a lot of television. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I I gotta admit that I probably will too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like let I mean that's the let's, thing. It's like, like let's if I'm be being real. honest with myself, my um your baby's probably not gonna interrupt my viewing habits too much. But... <laughs> All that much. Well, that's the thing is like you know the having a newborn is not going to be very different from like life as it has been for the last two months. <laughs> I, so yeah, I think that's right. I think it's not that much changes. No. <laughs> um, still going to be hanging around the apartment, watching a lot of TV. Um, I mean, the good thing is that I'm really on a roll with the Sopranos. So the Sopranos, the Soprano Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> So everything that I, my mom pointed out to me that the differences between the way people say it on the show is probably like kind of supposed to be explained away by different like regional Jersey accents. Not that I think any of the actors are saying it like in intentional, like they're inventing backstories for, you know, or like, it's like I'm from Bloomfield Township. So I'd say the name like this or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. You know, but that was my mom's theory because I when I when I noticed that um, Tony and his sister say it differently. <laughs> um, so yeah, but everything else that I'm watching right now is basically just like in between episodes of The Sopranos because we do like two to three a night. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I know we just started season four and we started the show. Like, oh my god, you are super far. I know we started the show like three weeks ago or something, and we're on season four. So. Wow, look at you! <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah, finish so, it before the baby. But, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we could. Um, and you know, this was one of my. We talked about shows that we were going to get into during quarantine a couple weeks ago. You did it. You were true to your word. I did it. This is the one that proud I proud of you. I, 
I thank you. I I never do that. I took some I'm real stick tuitiveness on my part. Yeah, yeah, good commitment. <sighs> um, but so I mean, there has been a bunch of great season premieres lately. Yeah. Um, season and series premieres. This is like been April is is a good month. Uh for spring premieres um and we have been watching several of them um the first one that we've both been watching is the new season of insecure yes on hbo um how are you liking it i am really enjoying it um i think we're now three episodes in to the season I actually think I was a little bored by last season, which yeah. had which kind of just like didn't move much forward at all. I mean, we finally got Issa out of her dead end job, but um, you know, so then we kind of set her up with this like she's you know managing this uh, apartment complex, and she's then at the end of the season had this idea for this kind of like block party or series of block parties, kind of in more um heavily black neighborhoods of LA that kind of like got you know big sponsorships and stuff like that and kind of a big you know hopefully she would kind of be running these like big community events that make some money and anyway so um it's kind of been fun to watch her get into like you know have a real kind of like passion about something like this again um yeah but i think this has been a really good batch of episodes actually yeah um, i enjoyed them um got some real plot action happening here um i was saying that i you know a weak point on the show for me i think has like usually been isa's love life mm-hmm. um ever since she and Lawrence broke up kind of in, you know, way back when he's like sort of stuck around. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of her relationships have just been sort of dead end plot wise. (laughs) Um, and Lawrence was still around and like, I appreciated that because the guy who plays him is really hot, but, um, didn't really do much, you know, we'd like get snippets of his life, but it's like, to what end um he didn't really have again like a driving plot that seemed to be like we should care about but this season um we're working him back into the show because i think now we see why he stuck around yeah there's like a reason it's like coming to some fruition which is like okay both um we've got this connection where Issa's become friends with and potentially business partners with his new girlfriend um, which is like created some weird, awkward situations, but also um, kind of interesting. Like we actually see more of Lawrence. I mean, the reason that 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 they broke up to begin with was because he was sort of a deadbeat um, and like wasn't doing anything with his life, and she wanted more. And we finally kind of see him really getting it together. But now he's with someone who kind of really... treats him as sort of disposable. Yeah, there's that interesting <laughs> line when. Um... Issa and her brother are having Thanksgiving at the Mexican restaurant and she's talking about how she thinks that uh, Condola has basically been reaping the benefits of everything she did to make him a better person Um, Mm -hmm. which I saw on Twitter like a lot of people um, responding to that line specifically Um, yeah basically a lot of women with (laughs) ex-boyfriends responding to that I found I related to it yeah Yeah, um, (laughs) 
it like that it's hard, it's painful for Issa to see him treating someone the way she wanted to be treated um mm-hmm. and to see and you know almost like she's taken for granted in the whole situation um I do like the way her and Condola's relation it's very adult and not um shitty toward women yes. that they you know they they became friends. They were having. They worked well together. You knew. The audience knew. There was some dramatic irony. We knew that they that Condola was dating Lawrence before Issa did, and then Issa finds out, and um, it's awkward. But they don't make it harder for them than it needs to be, and they, yeah. you know, it's anyway. It'll be very interesting. Um, there's also, of course, the dynamic between Molly and Issa. Um, they're their friendship is kind of on the rocks without Issa even kind of realizing it. Yeah, she doesn't... It's hard to tell. I mean, I think that this... To me, I'm liking this plot line. I mean, I... It's hard because it feels a little bit like throwing a wrench in where it's not needed. Like, it's it's, it feels a little bit like it's you know, just kind of creating I mean, that's how I tend to feel about, yeah, that's how I tend to feel about things about women's friendships, like, there's so many movies about women going on group trips together, and the crisis is always, like, a big fight, you know, and Mm -hmm. I find it a little tiresome, um, and kind of frustrating and hard to watch, um, like, it's painful, I don't like it, so I don't really enjoy this, and I have this kind of, um, you know, like feeling um or like what would be super predictable for to happen because the the third episode ends with Issa instagramming um message sharing messages with Lawrence um is like a rekindling of that either she flirts with him or they actually end up sleeping together either way Condola finds out and gets mad and like Issa's friendship with her is basically ruined, but she no longer has Molly there for her. I feel like that would be a very predictable way for this season to play out. I kind of hope it doesn't happen that way, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I I agree. I think you can sort of see the way that the most predictable way that the season could unfold sort of like laying out in front of you. And I hope that it avoids those pitfalls. I totally agree. I I don't mind the again like I mean like I was saying the thing between Molly and Issa feels a little bit like throwing in a wrench just for the sake of drama where I feel like there's other sources of drama they could mine but I'll say this I think that they've sort of it's I don't think it's coming out of nowhere I think especially last season yeah like you know Molly you can you could see Molly and Issa starting to drift apart and just have like, sort of finding less and less common ground. I kind of almost feel as if it's because, like, their friendship was so predicated on, like, Molly worrying about things and then, or Issa, and Issa getting into bad situations. There's, like, the mm-hmm. scene in the grocery store and, but, like, Issa's, you know, learning to be a little bit... Totally. You know, Issa's more mature. More... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and there's that part in the grocery store where, like, it's very clear that Molly wants there to be it to be awful between Gondola and Issa mm-hmm. and it's not and it, she's kind of like searching for that and she's almost annoyed at Issa that that it's not a problem 
Yeah, I agree. And I think that they both have their roles that they play in their friendship. And I think that when you have like, it's, it's hard because like, I feel like more than just, you know, I don't, they are really portrayed as like being like the rocks for each other, where I think is like in my own life, at least, you know, like I have that sort of support more spread out through like multiple friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot more intense when you really have like a best friend yeah. who is sort of like your entire support system. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, you could sort of see these like fissures happening last year too. And I like that, you know, I mean, and, and the thing is like people do just grow apart, you know? I mean, like I, I like that it hasn't yet, although I'm sure we are probably leading to some kind of like larger blowout, but I like that it's just like kind of dissolving slowly where, um, you know, there's just, there's more and more distance between them. They sort of acknowledge it, but it's awkward to acknowledge it. And, you know, I mean, no one enjoys sitting down with a friend of theirs and being like, why are we, you know, why yeah, are we yeah. not connecting? And so, you know, then they, they have make this agreement, like you said, to talk about it on Thanksgiving and Issa just kind of keeps getting her out off, of this, yeah. blowing her off. And then, and then Molly is not willing to also, um, you know, kind of put her in place and be like, you know, no, I, you said you were going to come over. I'd appreciate it if you came over, you know, instead she's just like, you do you, you know, and then I think that probably puts Issa off a little bit. And, you know, that's just like sort of these sort of like micro, (laughs) you know, like micro irritations are sort of like how these things do, you know, how like friendships do just like, and all of a sudden you just wake up one day and you realize you haven't spoken to this person in three months or something, you know? Yeah. And so like that happens. And so I think it's interesting. I, I think to me, it's actually pretty realistic, at least in the context of like a show where we have a lot of, I think it is. Yeah. Episodes. Um, but I agree. I think that you can sort of see, I hope that the show doesn't play out in, in the most, you know, kind of like predictable ways that it can. I mean, I'll say like, again, I, I think Insecure is generally so, um, all the actors are so good and the show is so funny, like when it, when it wants to be and also like good at pulling heartstrings when it wants to, I, I always like really enjoy it even when the plot is not that strong, which is like <laughs> not an insignificant amount of the time, yeah, I think, yeah. but I just really always enjoy it and I like love kind of, it's a drama that I really always enjoy, uh, watching play out in in real like it's a show that I don't really binge like I enjoy always every season just kind of watching it episode by episode so Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see where it's going I think but I I overall I feel like a lot better about the season so far than I did about the last one so I'm curious I could use more Kelly I don't know I always Um, could use more. I mean when could we not use more Kelly um yeah when could we not and also um from also Issa, because Issa produced, uh, of course, Issa Rae produced um, a Black Lady sketch show. And uh, this week there was um, 
was what's her name the creator robin Thede was in it robin I thought, yeah, so i was, was so in... confused <laughs> yeah. because i was like oh my god that's robin Thede," and i knew it was her so i like looked it up <laughs> to be like what's his character's name or like what is she going to be back for more episodes she's not listed on it in imdb oh she's not even listed so oh, then really? i was so just, just like, like wait is that just like a robin Thede yeah. like look-alike i was so confused it was very <laughs> weird and i was like so okay probably it must just, just be kind a cameo, cameo favorite yeah and then i forgot to look at it in the credits yeah but like she's because she's so funny she wasn't she wasn't credited yeah because i was just I checking to see if she was gonna come back because she was playing this drunk friend at thanksgiving and it was hilarious and i wanted yeah. like i wanted her to come i wanted her to be a recurring character so but i can't yeah. wait until there's so i think it might just be this special. one yeah yeah probably probably but it was good it was a good little guest guest appearance <laughs> yeah, no. No, I can't. What is so funny? Nikki, you need some water? <laughs> so, um, also in the uh, realm of comedies that we're glad are back. Yes, and have had three episodes so far. Or yes. four? Three or four. Yeah, three. Three, yeah. 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 Uh, what we do in the shadows is back, which so, <laughs> I love. That, okay, so like we, you'd have to tell I, the story. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I went to go see what we do in the shadows, and then I pulled it up, and I was like, I don't know. I went to pull it up on Hulu because I had a suspicion that I hadn't seen just the last episode, which of course, as we we both have this thing where like we have the ability to watch a show and then just like somehow not watch. <laughs> the last episode yeah of the yeah, show I do it we both frequently. like somehow possess this <laughs> uh <laughs> this talent but it's so cool. i had a feeling that i had not watched the finale so i pulled up hulu before i before you know to like before i wanted to watch the premiere of the new season and then i realized like in fact i hadn't watched like the last four or something <laughs> of the last season <laughs> and then so i was like oh my god amanda like you know uh, I finally watched the end of the season. I'm so glad, and it was which was which was really great actually because I was like, oh yay, I have like four episodes of what we do in the shadows to watch, and um, I started with the vampire, um, the what are they called? They're called like the the, the council, what? the council, the vampire council, yeah. the vampiric council, uh, which was brilliant with, with the like guest Tilda, stars. Tilda Swinton and yeah, all these like other more, actors. Yeah. Who've, who played vampires and then I and then you were like oh wasn't yeah the finale well, no, wasn't that the great first, first I like reprimanded you you were like I, I turns out I didn't watch the last like three episodes of the first season of what we do in the shadows and I was like Sarah how is that possible and then so I good. say and then I'm like isn't the last the finale super great with the vampire council and then like you or Patrick someone was like um that's not the finale that's that's not the last episode so i look it up and realize that i also haven't seen <laughs> the last there. three episodes i just stopped there assuming that was the finale maybe i don't know so i also watched the end of the first season this past week um thought it was wonderful i loved the great. reveal of guillermo being a descendant of van helsing the the famous uh vampire hunter of lore it was really good. Um, the other one that I loved from the end of last season was the vampire orgy episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, like, of course, just does not turn out to be sexy at all. Um, and <laughs> no one comes, but... Uh, and Colin literally. Peterson is yeah. wearing his gimp outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
really good. Yeah, Guillermo tries to lure his virgin friend uh, <laughs> to the vampire orgy. But so then, right, the finale is really good. And then we lead into this new season, which I think has been great has. so far. And they're um, keeping up with the Van Helsing thing where you have, like, Guillermo totally. slowly, like, having all of these, like preternatural abilities like he just he tosses like a wooden stake to the side and it lands like in the heart of a mannequin <laughs> he like uses a cross where he ends up finding like I don't want to spoil anything but he finds other vampire hunters somehow and he like he just keeps stumbling into basically his uh, his destiny and I love that this is a continuing thing it's a really good twist for the second season and I think it shows creative longevity that like yeah. the show isn't just going to be a series of bits every episode that they're like going to move things along people can change allegiances um, I think it's going to be really great because obviously he's going to become a vampire hunter I think right I love a love for I love this turn for Guillermo because right it's not it's not sustainable to just have everyone shitting on Guillermo like every episode with him. And you him. see him like talking you back know. a little bit more this season. Oh totally. Yeah. Totally. He's like getting uh, a little more agency, a little he's getting a little sassier. Yeah. Um and you know, I think right, it's just like it's fun to see him kind of coming into his own um cuz he's really funny and I was a little bit underwhelmed by the first for the by the first episode there where they're kind of going through more and more uh familiars but they keep dying but i did think that the whole thing with the necromancer who uh raises one of their dead um played by Haley their... joel osmond <laughs> played by Haley joel osmond who i remember still popping up in the last 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 season of the x-files and being like wait that's oh yeah. yeah yeah and that was like the first guy. time he's in the I'd pit or something yeah yes yep and um so he's pretty funny in this the necromancer is really funny who's like sexting while he's trying to like raise the dead um he's like trying to raise Haley jo- jo- Haley Jawsman's character dies and he's like trying to bring him back uh and then also uh necromancer who sells um decorative nameplate keychains that was so uh, good. <laughs> which was a really good gag um yeah. and then he comes he brings the familiar back but he's a zombie and that's no good so um that was really good i also thought the most recent episode uh the superb owl was really <laughs> yeah. funny um was good. the their neighbor in staten island uh who has the world's largest collection of oceans 12 memorabilia <laughs> that's so great so oceans 11 step the scene or something really good and then um, like and then um uh, nadia is so Barry's funny in this episode like he's like you must stop talking about the sea <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah we are vampires um, vampires are real vampires are real get the double hypnosis commence we command you that you forget, forget that we are everything. vampires, please. I think it's worked. What happened? Quite all right, Sean. Uh, yeah, totally. But who's Sean? Shit. He's forgotten everything. It is possible to over-hypnotize, and I fear... That's what we've done with Sean. You see, there's various levels of overhypnosis. If it's not too serious, it's what's called weak brain. If it's slightly worrying, it's called thoughtless sallies. And if it's a fucking nightmare and you can forget about him, 
It's brain scramblies. Also, Nadia's character is just so funny Nadia's in this episode. So I also oh my really God. liked her in the ghost episode. Yeah, where she just, where she's when the she's talking unfinished. with herself, that was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, and she and her ghost are just like totally getting buddy, on. Buddy, buddy. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, um, really, really funny. She's so funny. I, I honestly, why Matt Berry isn't universally recognized as like one of the funniest people in the world he's is... he's one of those people that's just like the way he talks is really just fu- Jermaine Clement is line. like this like every line there's yeah. some people like the way they deliver things it's just like uh, um Kate McKinnon I also find yeah. to be one of those people like they're just any you're not like laughable they're just funny people and I think yeah Matt it's Berry just... is like a hundred percent one of those people I just I think he should be as famous as like you know, I mean, I think that he probably is a lot more famous in the UK than he is. I think so. Here, which makes sense. Um, but I mean, in the US, he should still be like, you know, I feel like. Um, I mean, just his delivery is so distinctive. It's so dis- it's just God, anything he fucking says is like hilarious. So if you have not gotten on the what we do in the shadows train, highly, highly the whole first season it. is on Hulu. Um and the, yeah, the the new season has been coming out uh, so far on FX, um, but it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's really fun to watch, and it has the yeah. same sort of like aesthetic as Flight of the Concords, which I appreciate. You can tell it's like it's a little zanier to me by, too. Well, I mean, yeah. just like the way it looks, like this yes. very middle class, like shabby sort sort of like aesthetic. The yeah. the Super Bowl party they go to, it's just very ordinary. There's you. you the people that they get to act in it are just normal people. So yeah. I appreciate that. It's it's uh it's definitely like very silly, but also like a dry. I don't know. It just manages this tone that I find to be so much fun. Yeah. Um it's an excellent an excellent watch. We oh, I should also mention briefly that I have been watching Broadchurch. I talked about it like a couple of years ago. It's this British Yes. murder show um i watched the first season thought it was good it was fine and then just started watching the second and finished the second and then watched started watching the third recently um it's just nice is it to know still on or is the show over? i don't know if it's still on because i i know people talking about i remember people talking there's about been at least church. like four seasons i think yeah yeah but I remember yeah. but olivia they, coleman and david tennant are still just a really fun pair even though the show is a bit bleak but um, I don't think I realized Olivia Coleman was in it. Yeah, she's the yeah, it's her and David Tennant. They're like partners. Um, and it's first a unwilling. crime show, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first season is like a, a, a kid dies. It was killed. Um, yeah. And then the Love second it. is sort of the fallout from it. Yeah, it's really fun. And the third yeah. the third is third is a rape. So um, it's just really <laughs> nice to know that in these dark times, I can still return to Scandinavian tinged north atlantic uh murder shows um absolutely find solace there (laughs) yeah so i just put a plug there that the second season there's some things you know like "Eh," about it but um are you watching it on acorn or is it on like it's on netflix it's on netflix okay yeah yeah okay i just i don't know why i just automatically assume like everything you're watching everything i watch is on acorn no i have not watched (laughs) anything on acorn in like months okay i I think i canceled it (laughs) unclear unclear um okay yes but we do want to talk about a brand new show 
there have yes. also been three episodes. This is like the rule of threes episode that I know everything. Well, everything was like started in like early April at the same time. I guess. I like guess so. Yeah, week. like the exact yeah. same week. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's called Run. It's on HBO, and um, it's getting a lot of buzz right now. I think. Um, and I gotta say, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's been described alternatingly as a rom-com thriller. It's unclear, and I think we're not. No, we shouldn't know how to categorize it quite yet because there's clearly a lot of twists and turns on the way. Um, some reviews I've read had even have even alluded to like expect plot twists, and we're only three episodes in, so I think there's going to be a lot more revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, the premise is these uh, Billy and Ruby. They were uh, college uh, sweethearts. Ugh, that's gross. What, what are you saying? <laughs> they they dated in college. Thank you. I was like, college yeah. lovers? That's even grosser. <laughs> oh, that um, is weirder. Uh, they, they dated in college. And they made a pact um, that if one of them texted the other one, run, and the other person texted back, run, they would meet to catch the last train out of New York, New York City, like going across the country. Like, I don't know. Um, and so the movie or the the show starts with Ruby played by Merritt Weaver getting a text from Billy played by Donald Gleason basically saying run and she's like in a parking lot and her husband is asking her to go home so she can be there when speakers arrive and she decides you know what fuck it I'll go so she buys a ticket and goes to New York and meets him on the train and now we're three episodes in and they're having sex in a hotel room in Chicago so fuck 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 I'm... Just in that moment you just left? Yeah. So did I. You know, it's been 15 years. Yeah. You remembered everything. First train after five. Yeah. I was sure you wouldn't be there. I was there. All handsome. <laughs> it's yeah. been a fun ride. It is fun. I think it's um I think it's a really fun but somewhat emo- emotionally torturous. It is a show. little difficult at times. Um but we gotta talk about just the casting like the two of them have such good chemistry and they're so fun to watch um, yeah i mean i'm almost like did some hbo where they i'm almost like i mean i know so i think i don't know i don't think you mentioned but the show is created by vicky jones who was a um producer on fleabag um and i think maybe on killing eve uh i'm not sure um but definitely fleabag um so you know it's got a little bit of that kind of just like sharp you know emotionally barbed kind of you know sensibility to yeah. it yeah. um but uh it's almost like i'm like did the two of them donald gleason and, and Merritt weaver like both come to some hbo party or something and some producer saw them and saw them interacting right and was like we gotta center a show around you too because i mean it's like their chemistry is insane it's like almost to me it's like not quite fleabag priest level but it's like in that same universe of chemistry yeah boy could anything top um, I mean, yeah, Greece, that's but... like, that's like the bar. So if that's the bar, that's like the high bar. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we're in that solar system, at least. We, yeah, um, we're, we're, we're near that orbit. Yeah, I would, 
They're I really would good say together. that that's what's like something I really have enjoyed about it is their chemistry, and both of them independently are just really charming actors. Um, and like I think Merritt Weaver's character Ruby is well, from what we know so far, we don't know a lot about Billy or even her, like what their paths are, but her, you know, leaving her family, like her kids and her husband, you know, she has, um, she's a little bit less sympathetic right now than Billy, who basically had a crisis moment and realized that he was doing terrible things with his job. So, but, but you still like her and you still, um, want to keep watching her. And I think that really helps. And, um, I think what's, interesting about the show is that you come in knowing very little about these characters but yet the dialogue is really revealing without being really expository it's not saying and then i did this and then i did this and this is the kind of person i am you can you get a lot and i think it's the acting and the way they they've written the dialogue yeah which i've really appreciated um i think we're learning more now about the characters through different expositions but yeah i've i've enjoyed that and I think that's kind of right now just early on with just the three episodes I think it's the mystery and the chemistry that's kind of carrying the show and I'm kind of anxious to see it take the turn and start doing it based on like plot twists and um what they're revealing you know yeah totally I'm like ready for that I I think you know I think I I agree with you that it's satisfying to have information sort of dribbled out at us versus hit over the head um you know i think that's kind of fun although to me it felt a little bit chaotic at first which was a feeling i didn't love i think for the first episode i kind of felt like it i was getting it sort of felt to me like it was like sort of stopping and starting in terms of the momentum um but by now that we're up to the third episode i think to me, the the pacing is a lot better, and I like the. I think you kind of need this information about their backstories to kind of drive the momentum. I think I f- we're at the point where we need that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, and you know, to me, Ruby's story, which which we learn more about than you, because you wrote here in the doc. You know, it's like we kind of find out some things about ruby off the bat and all we really know is that billy is irish um (laughs) yeah and uh he's a hot irish guy um but you know i i think that ruby's story is pretty compelling i love the reveal at the end of the first episode where um he picks up her phone and sees her phone background that she has you know he he realizes i think that she's married but or at least, yeah, we don't know that until then that she has kids. That she has kids, yeah. That she has like walked out on a whole family here, um, and and you know, I so I'm very invested in her story. I think right off the bat because I think that's a super interesting premise for her. Him, I I think not knowing much about what his deal was until the third episode was keeping and maybe this is the intent is also to keep him at more of like an arm's length sort yeah. of but um, i feel like we're gonna learn more about her to explain why she would walk out on her family right because we're also definitely because the 
the her husband is played by um what's his face from Mad rich Men. summer yeah, yeah yeah so he's going to be in this like much more prominently so there's going to be something we find out about like why she got married when she didn't really want to why you know yeah yeah i think also you know we find out some interesting uh, information about her the direction that her life has taken in terms of her career um also in the third episode which is which is really um also a pretty wild you know uh aspect of her her character um we keep getting reveals actually with her at kind of the end of each episode and uh I we find out more about Billy in the third episode. To me, I felt a little bit learning more about what his deal was felt a little anticlimactic to me. Hmm. But I think that may have just been from a result of it kind of being so um, teased for the last couple of yeah. episodes. Yeah, well, there is something in the first episode that hints as him at him being like a self help guy. Right. So like I was, yes. I knew about that, but. And we find out a little bit more about his yeah. how his career is sort of imploded. Yeah. Um. In in the third season, in the third episode, we also meet a new character, um, which I found a little bit silly that that uh, Fiona meets um, Ruby. In, you don't think in... she was tracking her though? <laughs> okay, so that I guess like she saw him. You're right. They, you're she right. Saw them both I didn't together think of that. in the department store, and then she followed Ruby into the dressing room. And I forgot that she had been sort like, of tracking Billy she be, on his phone. Yeah. Why else would she be shopping at that time? Yeah. Okay. So that's a good point. That that's I did my not assumption. That makes the most sense because it's obviously otherwise it's like yeah, and we already know that she's in Chicago. Right. Um, but you know, otherwise it's like patently kind of insane that they just she also to be finds the same. them at, like she gets to the hotel like after i think she must like right. follow ruby outside of the right so we fo- so i mean and we're given a little bit of an explanation for her kind of obsession with billy um but i think that there's certainly more to it than what we have learned so far because she's acting uh pretty crazy (laughs) well i mean she's acting like someone that's taking her entire livelihood away yeah it's true um she's a little sympathetic here she's a little sympathetic i found her i understood her point of view although all of her actions seem pretty extreme to me um yeah i would just like wait for him to like come back to the uk (laughs) yeah also you know if you have to find another job because you're you know i don't know i'm like all right you might have to find another job but she feels really betrayed by him so, yeah. um, you know, I, anyway, so this is an interesting kind of nugget that obviously we're going to get more of. There's only seven episodes. Um, and oh, is that right? We're three in. So, oh, wow. How brilliant. You know, which I think been. is, I think it's, I think this is good because it's also like, you know, it's a high plot, a lot of plot going on here. And um, it's pretty involved and... I don't think that you need, you know, 12 of these. <laughs> so um, I think that seven actually seems seems pretty good. And they're, they're like nice 30 minute snippets. The show is really sexy. Like we're really, yeah. the other thing is that we kind of keep getting these, um, the tension, part of the tension is really just like them keeping, they're like always on the verge of having sex and they are, trying to have sex on the train and then they kind of come to the hotel and there's like keeps being these um you know hurdles thrown in their way which is building more attention and then they kind of finally we start 
going down that road in the most recent episode, but we're sort of robbed of like the big scene uh, at the end. Uh, so, I mean, I, I do think this show is a lot of fun. If you're not into it fully, if you're not totally on board after the first episode, I'd say stick with it. Because I think the second. Yeah. yeah. And then by the time you're at the third, you're like pretty invested in in their stories um i wanted to say that i feel like this show is making me want to i'm wondering if this show is making amtrak look a lot more glamorous than it actually i was wondering <laughs> that too is. i need to ask my I've friend never taken a cross country because train. she's done the cross-country amtrak before yeah i'm curious i mean i was yeah. like oh there's like turn down service and stuff like that no it's like quite nice yeah they're hanging out in the bar cart with this yeah. like bartender who's having a lot of fun and like yeah. All right. I know I mean, it looks like way better than the Northeast Corridor, but for sure would not want to. Which is my experience with Amtrak exclusive. Right. <laughs> so, right. I, I like... imagine like the cross country uh, rails, because people are paying a lot for those tickets, so it could That's be. That's nice. true. They're not cheap. I feel like yeah. that's an easy way for us to find this out before spec just without just speculating on our podcast. But let us know if you're listening because no, yeah, we're not yeah. gonna book a trick anytime soon nope definitely not if amtrak is uh still exists at the end of um at the it'll end be of the sold for parts yeah yeah really seriously um yeah. so but yeah i think run is is pretty is pretty cool uh i god they're just i'm just like really glad that mary weaver is uh i am yeah, me too a presence on my tv screen she's just so good and she doesn't oversell anything like you know any well i felt that she anything. like oversold some police being a policewoman and uh true i mean here though and here i think no. No. she's very subtle yeah. yeah uh you mean an unbelievable thank yeah, you yes actually. that's what it was called. yeah which i disagreed with at the time but i yeah. do we had yeah we had different takes and that's okay that's okay we're not gonna that's always all... agree our opinions on merit weaver may sometimes diverge but on nothing else, only on Mary Weaver. Yeah, nothing else. That's true. No. Yeah. So let's talk about what we are watching upcoming over the next month of baby. How about you? What are you? What are you watching? <laughs> so I have been reading a little bit about um, about Mindy Kaling's new show, which is called Never Have I Ever. Um, oh. Well, I don't know about this. Yeah, it's supposed to be really delightful um and it's about an indian teenager um whose father died in the last year i think and it's about you know like being a high schooler um and it's supposed to be very funny um kind of pen 15 okay vibes um with some my so-called life vibes because i think there's like a crush on a you know, really hot dude and stuff like that. Um, it's supposed to be really good. So she's um, not in it. I do not think that she is in it. I'm okay. not a hundred percent sure of that, but she is definitely not. You know, maybe there's like a guest star thing at some point, but yeah, she's yeah. definitely not a central character at least. Okay. Um, but no, I think it was produced by her um, and another partner. But it's supposed to be really good. So kind okay. of, uh, yeah, maybe maybe sort of Netflix's answer to Pen15. Um, so I'm excited about checking that out. I've, I've read two different write-ups from people who said they watched the whole thing in one sitting. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Which is always a good sign. So um, that is one I'm interested in. What about you? Um, well, so I saw a commercial the other day for this new Hulu series. It doesn't come out until May 15th, but that's already like two weeks away because yeah, time not very means so little right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Great, um, and it's about Catherine the Great. And it it's the same screenwriter who wrote uh, The Favorite with Olivia Coleman. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so it's Which, very, like... One of my like, favorite movies of the last few years. Yeah. It looks kind of, like, in the same vein. It's a very humorous take on Catherine the Great. And so, like, the you know, the story with Catherine the Great, she's actually German? Yeah, she's German. I could be wrong. Or Austrian. I don't know. But so she's she was, like, a German princess, married Nicholas III... Hi, it's Amanda. I'm editing this and realized I said Nicholas III. It is Peter III. Now, back to the studio. He was a bit of a boob, and um, she basically plotted a coup because she's super smart, and she got, like, the army on her. So she, like, overthrew her own husband, who was actually the Russian, like, the Russian czar, and became the empress. Had a really long reign. Like, you know, anyway, very interesting. And so the... The show is um, Elle Fanning playing Catherine the Great and um, Nicholas Holt, um, who... who was in The Favorite. Oh, is he? That's yeah, right. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, God, Emma Stone's uh, love interest. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So he he's plays Peter, um, and he looks it looks hysterical. Like he he looks like he's very funny in it. So I definitely recommend that. If you haven't watched the trailer for it, watch it after this, and you might get some like really fun vibes from it. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun trailer. Will. Okay, yeah. yeah, I had I had no idea about the uh, the favorite connection there, which is definitely enough at least to make me. Check yeah, out the it's trailer. got a very similar vibe, just being a little bit silly about things. But I think she's supposed to be a cool character. I am also interested in another show on Hulu. Uh, which is also a starting another new show, um, which is Normal People, uh, an adaptation of the Sally Rooney book that came out, um, I think, like maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, that um, sounds right. And I think they announced the adaptation sometime last year. But I mean, I totally, you know, I think the book is. The book is very entertaining. It's like, I think I read the whole thing in one or two sittings. It was very absorbing. Um, and I'm pretty excited about the show. It's gotten really good reviews. Um, and it's also a very, you know, it's like a love story, but one where there's just a lot of bumps in the road and very emotionally, also kind of emotionally torturous. Um I am so I'm excited about it. I do think that my beef with it is that the basically, you know, those two main characters uh, who are who are on and off again lovers, um, and the woman uh, named Marianne. She in the book is like the whole kind of a central aspect of her character is that she's just described as like not very conventionally attractive, but uh-huh. that her love interest is like this very popular guy at school. He's like very beautiful, blah, 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 you know, kind of part of the 
the whole dynamic between them is like this teenage, you know, embarrassed to be seen with her. She's like, you know, like obsessed with him and, um, you know, part in his his you know good looks and it's like a whole mind fuck for her self-esteem and everything and anyway and then like in the show of course it's like this totally i don't really know either actor i don't think either of them are super well known but she's played by like a very conventionally beautiful young mm, woman that's um, annoying and it's just like i guess that they're just kind of gonna you can't even have that aspect of the character if it's like uh, you know. Nothing. Nothing is worse than like movies or shows where they have like a beautiful woman being told on screen that she's not. <laughs> that pretty. she's not. That's pretty. like really right. difficult to watch, and I, yeah, I hate right. It. And so it's like to me, it's 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 a much less interesting story without that dimension. And I can't either. I'll be disappointed that they're removing the dimension entirely, or that they're like pretending it's still there, but like. That. Yeah, like, both are bad, but, like... <laughs> right, neither is great. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, if the show is good, I can see it overcoming this in other ways. Um, and, again, I'm very interested to check it out. Um, but, you know, that's kind of annoying. So, mm. we'll yeah. see. But um, something I'm not watching is... Let's the... hear it. <laughs> this is Lay so it cynical. On. This is yeah. so cynical. Uh, the Parks and Rec COVID-19 special, which is airing this week. Mm, I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't care. I was never a big Parks and Rec fan. I just, I just I'm just, i just anticipating reactions. Either. Yeah, I know. And like, I'm just, I've never, I think honestly, I guess when I think about it, because you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, I, I think do. the only Mike Schur project that I've really liked is, um, is... Good place. The good place. Yeah, because I was also not an Office fan at all. Um, well, The Office is deeply problematic at this point. I know, but people, there are people I know, like my it. Office, that are like, I'm rewatching The Office. I'm like, I know. like how can you stand it? Michael not Scott just is the re- worst. Not just rewatching it. People what? rewatch this show like over and over. It's <laughs> and horrible. I mean, and if this is if this is you, I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not judging you as a human being. I just um, there I are don't a couple. Get it. Like or I shouldn't say a couple. There are a lot of good episodes, especially early on. I only watched like the first few seasons, yeah. and, but like the I injury, yeah. the one where Michael grills his foot, is like genius. That's a <laughs> that is a perfect comedic episode. But um, but for the most part, Michael is just awful like especially later on when they tried to make him like sympathetic or when you feel bad for him yeah Um, yeah yeah i just i don't the show just like did not it didn't connect with me and and parks and rec similar yeah similar deal it just like never connected with me and also like a lot of people who now i'm like who deeply annoy me um post like you know uh chris pratt and rob lowe um both of who are kind of shitty human beings um so i don't know i just it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really also oh and um uh, what's his face uh aziz and i don't know it's just like eh, i don't it just doesn't do anything for me so they're doing a special this week i and I feel kind of bad shitting on it because it's like literally to it's raise It's going to give a lot of, yeah, and it's going to yeah. give a lot of people joy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a special that they're doing to raise money for, um, I think, you know, 
COVID related, uh, you know, tragedies around the country. Um, so that's good. That's good. Um, I just don't care. Oh, also right. Um, featuring Joe, Joe Biden, um, you know, which now, oh my God, well, <laughs> this is not a political podcast. No, it's just, you know, <laughs> some things you look back on and they didn't seem all that harmful at the time, but it's hard not to judge them in retrospect. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, mm, um, Adam well, Scott remains good always, but, yeah. um, anyway, so well, here's a, here's a fun not watching yeah um there's a new netflix reality show like a dating reality show because they're clearly just going all in with this called too hot to handle and the premise is they got a bunch of hot people and they put them on an island and they told them yeah and they're like you can't have sex and if you do you're out and the last person remaining wins a hundred thousand or something so the point of the show is to not have sex yeah, and apparently these morons, like, this is, like, when it's revealed in the trailer, they're like, oh, no! It's, like, very, it's, like, Love Island sort of vibes, even though it seems to be a mix of Americans and British people. And they're like, oh, no, no, oh, this is crazy! Like, they clearly thought they were getting into, like, a sexy show, which is just so, biz- like, these people are not relatable. I think the implication, like, at some point in the the commercial I watched was that they would have to get to know each other by talking. (laughs) And you're, like, supposed to think that that's, like, romantic or, like... (laughs) Twist. I think you're supposed to think there's going to be some, like, personal growth in this, but it's I absolutely refuse to believe there's going to be any personal growth in this show. It's so... It's clearly so low budget and stupid, and they just got, like, the dumbest hot people they could off the street. It looks so bad. Well, that's kind of funny, actually, because it that's not, I mean, of course, it's like they're now Netflix just cannibalizing off of their own, um, their own success. But that's uh, kind of like similar to Love is Blind, where it's like they aren't allowed to physically interact at first. And they yeah, just well, that was also one of my not talk. watching. Right, of course. <laughs> and it's like, so Netflix is just, you know, kind of back to the well. They're like, yeah. wow, this, that went totally viral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, should. it's clear. They're just throwing everything they can at the wall. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I would watch the, watch the preview for that one, too, because it is pretty funny. Like, they look like real dum-dums. It's great. <laughs> I am, this sounds totally idiotic, so I, uh, that's a good, that's a good um that's a good choice um so i guess that's kind of it for us for now we'll be back we will we'll we'll be back yeah we'll be back um don't know exactly when but probably in a month or so uh depending on how well I'm handling this whole childcare transition. And me. How well I'm handling her childhood <laughs> right. transition. Right. Um, you Please think are... of me, folks. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need to really be there for Amanda, everyone. <laughs> um, just got to support her through this through this time of supporting time me. As I support Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to support Amanda as she supports me. <laughs> um, yeah. It takes so... a village. Yeah, um, but, you know, in the meantime, lots of television 
will be consumed. Um, keep up your quarantine. Yeah, hope you're watching. all staying safe and healthy. And yeah, tell us what you're watching. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And we will. We'll talk soon, Amanda. Okay. Okay. Promise. Yeah, I'm gonna text you. Run, and then when you get that text. I'll wait until the pandemic is over. <laughs> right, you're going to wait a, plane a few more months, and then we'll meet on a plane tarmac in Idaho. Oh, God, Idaho be. sounds so nice right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big Aww. open spaces. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to dream of Idaho. Bye. Bye. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>